Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. Stand up for your country. So what the deuce happened yesterday? That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Got a lot of information for you. So if you have a pen and paper handy, um, that might be good. Particularly in a smart life segment tonight, we're going to give you a very important piece of information. So anyway, um, let me give you the facts first. Then we'll analyze got two of the best guys uh, in the country, smartest guys, going to tell us uh, why things evolved the way they did. We'll give you the biggest winner, biggest loser, and a bunch of other asides that I know you will find interesting. So more than 120 million votes were cast in a midterm election. That's a record. Um, But 250 million voters were eligible. So it's not quite 50% that showed up in a time of crisis, particularly economically, but socially as well, okay? So half the voters in America said, nah, I'm not going, I'm not gonna go, not gonna turn out. That's ancient Rome stuff, okay? That's frightening. Now, I know it's an off-year election, but 
Don't ever, if you didn't vote, say a word about the economy, the border, Putin, anything else. Because you don't care enough to go out and vote whatever your conscience would dictate. That's number one. Number two, the Republicans are going to control the House. Now, we don't know the number because states like Arizona and Nevada cannot count their votes. It's not, will not, they cannot do it. After all of this and all we went through in 20, they still can't count them. It's terrible. But the House is going to be in the hands of Republicans. There, that leads us to the biggest loser, Nancy Pelosi. She is finished in American politics. She did not issue a statement today. Remember, she said that Democrats would hold the House. She knew that wasn't true, but that's what she felt she had to say. So I'm not a gloater. I'm not um, a person who was happy that Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked or anything like that. But I feel that woman has damaged this nation in a way that few other politicians ever have. You got to go back to the Civil War days, pre-Civil War, to find speakers of the House as bad as that woman. She would not ever be reasonable. She used blackmail to get the House members to vote her way. You either do what I say or you'll never get a dime to run for re-election. Horrible. Horrible. She's gone. Ding dong, the witch is dead. If you want to quote me. That is the big loser. On the Senate side, I think it's going to be 50-50. I predicted 52 Republican, 48 Democrat. But it looks to me like Walker is not going to make it in Georgia, even though there is a runoff. So he's about 16,000 votes behind at the time we're paping this. How's he going to make that up? You know, he doesn't have any more arrows in the quiver. I don't know how he makes it up. Now, they didn't call uh, Arizona. Again, they can't count the votes, but that's going to go to Kelly. He's going to be the senator. And in Nevada, I believe Laxalt will prevail Again, they can't count the vote there, but I think he's far enough ahead that he'll win. And uh, the Republican won the governorship there in Nevada. Interesting because Nevada and uh, Arizona are the same culture, same desert culture. Yet one state, Arizona, has blown up completely. It is now a blue state. It voted against its own self-interest. I did a big thing on Hannity's radio program today. I can't believe it. Hundreds of thousands of migrants pouring into that state and they vote for Kelly, who, who rubber stamps whatever Biden wants and what Biden is not going to ever do anything on the border, ever. And, Kelly, and you vote for this guy? I mean, what's, what's going on? What is going on in, in Arizona? Democrats shouldn't have gotten any votes. That's how bad that state is in shape because of the Democratic policies. Um, So that's the primer where we stand now. The red wave happened in Florida. Exactly what some people 
believe would happen nationwide happened in Florida. And the big winner there is DeSantis, the governor, won by 20 points. But, you know, Marco Rubio won, downline uh, people won all over the place. So Florida is now solidly red state. And DeSantis knows that and set himself up with a boomer of a victory speech. Go. Now, this great exodus of Americans, for those folks, Florida, for so many of them, has served as the promised land. We, we have embraced freedom. We have maintained law and order. We have protected the rights of parents. We have respected our taxpayers, and we reject woke ideology. We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. You'll see that on bumper stickers. Florida is where woke goes to die. Democrats poured $114 million into the state races. And they got waxed everywhere. So what's the difference between Florida and Arizona? They're both hot. Okay, people go there, retire there. I can't tell you. I don't know. I'm so perplexed by it. As a historian, I have never seen Americans vote against their own self-interest as much as they did this year. Never. And I'll just give you one more vivid example. In New York... Zeldin lost, but he carried 90% of New York counties, 90%. And he lost because African-Americans in the Bronx, in Harlem, North Manhattan, in Brooklyn, voted nine to one for Hochul. I'm sitting there, drug gangs run those neighborhoods. Thousands of people are being murdered there. Old ladies and men can't go to the grocery stores. Everyone knows you can't go out after dark or you can get attacked. Everyone knows Kathy Hochul could not care less. She wants to take all the criminals out of prison and put them back on the streets of Harlem and Bed-Stuy and South Bronx, and that the people who are there being brutalized vote for her. I've never seen anything like it. Zeldin lost because of the black vote in New York City. That's why. And Hochul has not done one thing to improve the circumstance of poor African-Americans. And here's another one. Ocasio-Cortez gets 71% of the vote in her district. Her district has been a shambles for 50 years. She has been in Congress for four years, done nothing to improve her district at all. Nothing. And won't do anything. Yet the people there in the Bronx living in the most horrendous conditions in America, 
go, yeah, we want more. Let's vote for more of that. It's incomprehensible. It really, and I'm not using that word as an exaggeration. As a historian, now I know about legacy voting. We'll get into that a little bit later. I understand the tradition of the African-American voting pattern. It goes all the way back to uh, World War II. And it's in place. But you've got eyes, right? you got a wallet, right? These people are never going to help you, ever. Zeldin Wood. An SMMO. Biden didn't do anything. Today he's given an address. I'm not even going to bother with it tonight. I'll analyze it tomorrow. As I said, Biden's neutered. He's going to sit there for two years, not going to do anything, not going to pass anything. Every executive order he signs is going to be challenged in federal court. So it's like, okay, two years. And he's not running again. His party doesn't want him to run again. His party would be more than happy if he resigned tomorrow. Uh, did I miss anything? Stock market, of course. As soon as it wasn't a red wave, whoop, down about 400 points. Unbelievable. Uh, one more thing. The strategy of calling politicians deniers worked. So from the very beginning, Democrats wanted Republicans to run who did deny the 2020 election. And they slapped the label deniers. That's why the guy in New Hampshire Bulldog got waxed. And there's a whole bunch of others. It worked. And independence, whatever. That election denial and January 6th is still a wound in the minds of many Americans. All right. And that's the memo. I just want to run down uh, Oz loss because of Philadelphia. Same thing. Uh, blacks in Philadelphia turned out for Fetterman. I don't even think they know who Fetterman is. Oz never connected with the voters. He lost. Hassan B. Boldak because of the denier thing. Ron Johnson squeaked it out of Wisconsin, but it was darn close. J.D. Vance romped in Ohio, uh, where Trump is still popular. Colorado is now a solidly blue state. It is not coming back. Okay? Blue forever. Florida is solidly red forever. Washington state, solidly blue forever. Patty Murray, a terrible senator, beat um, her challenger handily out in Washington state. Let's bring in Doug Schell. Um, he's uh, probably our go-to guy on all political matters. Um, I've given you his resume before, one of the most impressive resumes in the country. Okay, the headline for you yesterday is, Doug? Ron DeSantis was the big winner and shows that when you run on an affirmative message that addresses many of the issues, Bill, that you spoke of both in the Talking Points memo and previously, you can win big victories. I think that is the big message I take away and the big message to the Republican Party. But I understand Masters in Arizona did that. Um, he said, look, uh, we're all getting killed by Biden's policies and the migration and the inflation, all that. But he got slaughtered. I think a couple of things in Arizona. First, Masters didn't have and doesn't have the profile that DeSantis had as an effective governor. But second, I watched the Kelly ads. And Bill, one of the answers to your question is that 
Kelly ran as a non-Washington Democrat who was concerned about the border. That is, he understood. But, but it's Paul. I, I understand, but he convinced Paul. people to win the election with it. Well, then those people are dumb. They Kelly's may be. Absolutely but he nothing. he understood he could not run as a mainstream Democrat. Okay. You can run like, you know, I, I can run as, uh, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi. But, but if, if I'm in office, then you've got a record and everything that Biden wanted, Kelly gave him. Period. I, That's it. I'm just telling you why it happened. Okay. Am I wrong about uh, Hoagland Zeldin? No, you're, you're not wrong about that. I would tell you it is a state that is 53, 27 a Republican to Democrat. So the fact that Zeldin lost by four or five points is exactly what you said, a repudiation of uh, Hochul, who's been kept in office only by straight ticket voting by uh, African-Americans uh, almost exclusively. So you're right. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think it's impossible to break through that voting block of African-Americans in the urban centers Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Baltimore. It's impossible. No one it's could not do it. now when, Bill. That is right, I agree. Right, right. It's a legacy vote. Their grandfathers voted this way, their fathers voted this way, all their friends vote that way. Um, I'm not disparaging African Americans at all. I'm trying to explain the block vote that knocked Zeldin out. Ninety percent of New York counties go for the man and one voting block in New York City knocks him out. So New York will never come back and, ever. And Bill, the real victims of crime. I mean, there are many victims of crime, of course, but the most focused and targeted are African-Americans. Sure, everybody uh, knows that. Neighborhoods. That's where the drug gangs are. They're not in my neighborhood. Um, they're in Bed-Stuy. They're in yep. Harlem. They're in yep. South Bronx. Yep. They run around, they're heavily armed, they extort people, they tell people what to do, they shoot up the neighborhoods, and uh, Hogel goes, oh, uh, what was the big deal? And they vote for him. Correct. Sadly. You know, my, I have to discipline myself because I get passionate about this because I know the city as well as any human being on earth, being a reporter, being born and bred here. Um, and I'm going, I'm almost at a point where I don't feel sorry for him. You know, okay, you voted for people who are not going to help you, so what do you expect? And New York City is going to get really worse in the next two years. You watch. I, I don't see it getting better. Okay, so now you're setting up a uh, Trump versus uh, DeSantis run. And Trump has lost power. No doubt he has. And DeSantis is gaining power, a lot of power, fast. Do you have any... And I know this is speculation. I don't usually like to do this. But do you have any thought about how in the short term that's going to come down? Trump will announce next Tuesday that he's running. And what's going to happen? Here's what I would say. Trump can figure out exactly what you said. He's already started attacking DeSantis. He started threatening DeSantis. He understands that he's got to take DeSantis out quickly discourage him from running, uh, intimidate him, or otherwise hurt his chances. If he can do that, Trump has a chance to capitalize on the two-to-one lead he has among Republicans. If he doesn't, and this becomes a long contest, 
my money would be on DeSantis. But DeSantis is not going to fold under the Trump thing, number one. And number two, he's going to, Trump is going to alienate MAGA people who like DeSantis. I think both of those are true. But Trump only has one strategy, Bill. Go straight ahead and attack. He's got other options, but he doesn't take them or hasn't That's yet. Right. Okay. Um, there could be detente between him and DeSantis on the same ticket. Um, finally, when you uh, came to the conclusion there was no red wave and uh, it was going to be a, I it's not a victory for the Democrats by any means, not. But there isn't a repudiation that I was hoping for on these terrible Biden policies. There is not a repudiation of them. Um, were you sad, angry, happy? Because you are a Democrat. What was your emotion? My emotions were mixed because we are so polarized as a nation. People are responding more as partisans than as citizens. So my concern is that we have to get back to having a real dialogue, a debate, discussion, and people going back and forth rather than partisan uh, lines hardening and people just voting, as you said before, legacy or tradition or ideology. Now, what are the odds of that happening, Doug? Not much, <laughs> not much at all. All right, listen, I can't thank you enough for helping us throughout it, this whole campaign. It's been my pleasure always, Bill. Yeah, Great but I got, the audience doesn't know how busy you are. You make time for us and very, very nice. There's nothing in it for you. Um, except that Bill, I'm going to take you, you're, you're a longtime friend. You do a great show. If I can help you in a small way, all good for our country. All right. Just make sure you pick out the most expensive restaurant in New York City. And I'm going to take you there Got soon. It. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. All right, I'm going to go over some uh, governor's races, then we'll get to uh, uh, our next guest, which is Scott Rasmussen, another genius on the political side. So Michigan, uh, Whitmer beats Tudor Dixon. I thought Tudor Dixon would win. But Whitmer is, is, again, a a woman is not going to solve any problems whatsoever. And and Dixon was a very, very articulate candidate. No. Now, we know about the unions in Michigan. We know about the deterioration of Michigan. Uh, Detroit is a, a, almost a cipher. Um, Wisconsin, Evers wins a re-election. Uh, um, Arizona, Lake, 
It's possible Lake might overcome. She's not behind by much, but she should have won easily. Lake didn't. Nevada Lombardo won Republican fairly easily. Um, Oregon, this Kotech, the Democrat, has beaten the Republican Drazen by, I don't know, 3,000 votes, 4,000 votes, but that'll probably hold to Oregon stays um, fanatically blue. Uh, Georgia Kemp, easy. DeSantis, easy. Greg Abbott, Texas, easy. Colorado doesn't matter. Um, it's a Democrat, but, you know, I'm, I used to live in Colorado. It's such a nice state, but it's gone. Not coming back. Now, tonight I'll be on News Nation uh, about 8 o'clock, maybe 8.15, with Chris Cuomo uh, discussing all this. And uh, these, are, these Q&As are worth it to watch, um, to see which arguments are stronger. So that's tonight, News Nation, O'Reilly Cuomo. Let's bring in Scott Rasmussen. He's in McKinney, Texas. All right, you know him. There's a poll named after him, but he doesn't own the poll anymore. He made a fortune selling it. But he still uh, writes the number of the day column. He's involved in uh, Ballotpedia. He's doing politics all day, every day. The headline last yesterday for you, Scott. I think the... Voters uh, provided a mixed verdict. It was not what the Republicans hoped for. Instead, Joe Biden's agenda is that has been stopped because of the House victory, um, and even more so if the Republicans do win control of the Senate. But I think it's fair to say that the voters weren't ready to give control or too much power to the Republicans. It's more like this is going to be an audition period the next two years. Is there a Trump factor here? There is. Um, look. Candidates matter. Um, and some of the candidates were, that ran in states Republicans should have won weren't very good candidates. Uh, the candidate for governor of Pennsylvania ran a terrible campaign, raised hardly any money, had no organization, dragged down not just Dr. Oz in the Senate race, but uh, local officials and races all across the state of uh, Pennsylvania. Did the uh, um, branding of denier work for the Democrats? That's less clear. Um, and one of the reasons as we're speaking right now, we don't know who's going to win in, in Arizona, uh, a key place where, the, where that issue would be discussed. One way that I would look at it, Republicans were absolutely right that uh, Democrats were overplaying the January 6th event. It wasn't what voters were interested in. Some Republicans, however, went further and said, we want to talk about 2020. We want to talk about how the election was stolen. That was a mistake. For both Republicans and Democrats, the message is voters want to talk about the future, not the past. Uh, I, I disagree with you. I think Kelly's going to win in uh, Arizona. Uh, but I also oh, think, I think that... Go ahead. No, I, I think Kelly wins the Senate race in Arizona, but yep. the governor's race yeah. is not so yeah, she's clear. Lake is close. But in, uh, in Nevada, same culture, desert culture... Uh, Republicans did fairly well, and yeah. it looks like their Laxalt will win the Senate there. I don't know why. What's the difference between Arizona and, uh, and Nevada? You know, Bill, sometimes we talk about these things like they are massive differences because one goes red, one goes blue. We're talking about just a percentage point or two in each race. Uh, the, the differences aren't that large. Uh, on the other hand, one difference in that particular campaign 
is the Nevada candidate was an experienced politician. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you the same question that I just asked Doug Sean. The big winner, you would, I'm sure, agree was DeSantis last night, right? Absolutely. So DeSantis obviously runs, wants to run for president. Trump's going to announce that he's going to run next week. How do you see that shaking down? I think DeSantis right now had his profile elevated so much last night uh, that it's going to be difficult for President Trump to avoid looking like uh, a little bit of a sour loser trying to stomp on uh, DeSantis's parade right now. But where it looks uh, four years from now, that's way too far down the road to tell. It's two, Scott. Two years. Two years. Up. I'm sorry. I've been okay. up for a no, long time. No, I know time. you've been up all I'm night. It's only two, and it's going to start pretty much next week. It's but I don't know. Started. I, From my vantage point, there isn't one Republican that I know that would object to DeSantis. I mean, That's anybody who's thing. a registered Republican, it, he'd be okay, right? It, one signal on that was uh, Jeb Bush last night was tweeting and saying, I hope DeSantis beats my record. I hope he wins. Yeah, because you know, Jeb very, hates very, Trump. That's but right. And so, doesn't that make it I mean, hard? Doesn't that make it hard for Trump to attack, to attack DeSantis if every Republican likes him and Trump starts attacking him? It seems to me that could backlash against Trump. Well, I think we already saw a little bit of that. Um, you know, he came up with a new nickname for DeSantis and then backed off a little bit the next day, kind of going back and forth. And he said he voted for DeSantis, but then skipped his name in the uh, post-election speech. So, uh, yeah, President Trump is trying to figure out how to address this. Uh, but DeSantis, and especially, look, DeSantis won because of the way he governed. That's right. Um, and, and that is what is appealing. Scott, we really appreciate it. We know how busy you are. Thanks for helping us out tonight. Thank you, Bill. Um, final thing on the uh, election. And, and tomorrow I'm going to do an extensive mail segment. Um, and you tell me what you think. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town. If you wish to opine. All right. So get that email into me. And we'll spend a lot of time on it tomorrow. CNN exit polls. And by the way, this is interesting. CNN was good. They, they didn't use any of their bomb throws with the exception of, uh, what's his name, uh, my least favorite guy of all time, um, who was running around. And um, they had new people. They looked pretty solid. There wasn't any ideology. Everything was fairly measured. Okay. Um, and I was impressed. Fox had way too many people, way too many people. I mean, it was like, how many more panels and people are you going to have? People are hanging from the ceiling. And, I, you know, I was thinking about it. I, I miss Charles Kratheimer so much um, because he would bring in stuff, insights. The rest of them, I'm, I'm not putting them down, but I'm not learning a lot. Okay, CNN exit polls. Race of midterm voters. White, 73. Black, 11. Latino, 11. Asian, 2. Is your family's financial situation compared to two years ago better? 19%. Worse, 47%. Same, 33%. View of the Democratic Party, favorable, 44. Unfavorable, 53. 
Republican Party favorable 44, unfavorable 52. Pretty much the same. Okay. Immigrants in the USA do more to help the country, 53%. Hurt the country, 39%. And two more. Most important issue to you, crime 11, abortion 27, inflation 31, gun policy 11, immigration 10. It's a high abortion number. Democracy in the USA is somewhat secure, 30%, somewhat threatened, 68%. Then why do we have a record turnout in voting? (laughs) It's not threatened. Will Biden, do you want Biden to run for president 24? Yes, 30, no, 67. It's not running. Uh, Cancel culture update. Ann Coulter is a graduate of uh, Cornell. She's set to speak there this evening. There's a big to-do about it. I'll report tomorrow. I hope nobody gives her a hard time or there isn't any violence at Cornell. University needs to control that. We're watching it very closely. 42% of uh, Americans ages 10 years old to 25, Gen X, Gen Z, I should say, have been diagnosed with a mental health condition. 42%, ages 10 to 25. Anxiety, depression, ADHD, eating disorder, insomnia, bipolar, borderline personality, addiction. Lost generation, younger people in America, lost. Smart life. Here we go. This was sent to us by Judy McIver, who's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Thank you very much, Judy. This is an amazing tip. So if you go to GoodRx app, Good, G-O-O-D, capital R-X app, it monitors 75,000 pharmacies in the USA. It's free. All you need to do is type in uh, on their homepage, a drug's name and click find the lowest price and pop. It kicks the lowest price in a pharmacy near you. You can even get good RX coupons that bring the price down further. Good RX app. Judy, that was a great tip. Thank you very much. Smart life. This day in history, November 9th, 1938. Nazis loot and burn synagogues all across Germany and Austria. It's known as Kristallnacht, 84 years ago today. Now, the importance of this is obviously the Third Reich, Hitler, was terrorizing the Jewish population, not only in Germany, but beyond its borders. And on this night, these thugs went out and they just burned down and attacked Jews everywhere. Now, this made all the local press. Everybody knew this happened in Germany. Okay, the pictures were there. Everything was there. So then after the war, when the German people, many of them said, oh, we didn't know what was going on. This proves they did know what was going on and they allowed it. They allowed it. 1938, 84 years ago, Crystal Notch. And that was the beginning of the end for six million Jews. Okay, we'll do a short mail segment and then a final thought, which I think you're going to want to hear about the election. Right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. 
If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, let's go to the mail. We'll begin with Joe Poland and over Connecticut. It's unfortunate that a red wave never materialized for Republicans. What are the lessons we should learn from Governor Santos's huge win in Florida? Well, he governed well, kept taxes down, uh, no woke stuff. Florida isn't like that. Hurricane Ian, he was there. It's good governance was rewarded, not blathered. Blah, 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 blah. He did it. Rich Short, Rochester, New York, do you have an opinion as to whether Mitch McConnell retains his leadership position? Absolutely does. Okay? Because he's the guy who can handle Schumer. Not going to go anywhere. Mac Hardaway, Rancho Santa Margarita, California. Mr. O, how do news outlets receive vote tabulations? Do states send them out? Everyone seems to have the same number simultaneously. States do send out um, their information to the media. And, uh, you know, some get it up faster than others. But last night, pretty much everybody had it. There weren't any embarrassing things. I didn't see any. Anyway, if you did, let me know. Again, Bill at BillOReilly.com. If you saw anything embarrassing, I didn't. Uh, I thought it was pretty straightforward last night. Boring. How many times did you hear the words, but it's early. <laughs> we know that. But it's early. I had it maybe 3,000 times. Uh, Judith, I've been a premium member, Bill, since the beginning, learned so much about our political system. It is all because of your straight talk and no nonsense. I'm 80 years old and a Navy vet who says you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Thank you for all in your staff. Do Judith in Zypher Hills, Florida. What a nice letter, Judith. You know, I, I'm glad that you're with us and I'm glad that we can be of help to your life. Andrew, Bill, your remarks tonight about Al Gore's gracious exit in 2000 reminded me why I read, watch, and listen to you as much as possible. 
Congratulations on your insightful, balanced, and mature commentary. I think that's the first time the word mature and me have been uttered in the same sentence, I think. Richard M. Key, Syracuse, New York. I just lost my beloved Yorkie of 13 years yesterday. Do you have any thoughtful words? Very painful situation. You know, dogs, uh, and, I, you know, I got a terror dog. Um, they have a finite life. Like humans, but humans a lot longer. Um, and so all you can do is accept that when you get a dog. No, the dog is not going to be around probably as long as you are. And just make sure that you and the dog have the best relationship you can have. Richard, I'm sure that you did. I'm sure you did. And then when the dog leaves, you'll have the memories of the dog. I got buku pictures of the terror dog. A terror dog should be around. Probably be a race between me and the terror dog to, to the cemetery. But uh, I know how much people love their pets. And I know when the pets leave, how painful it is. Just hang tough. It's life. John Horvath, Donington, Pennsylvania. On a, I am fully enjoying my read of Killing the Legends. As a 35-year-old, these three individuals before my time. But it's amazing how history repeats itself with the lethal dangers of celebrity now. And how young people become addicted and their lives destroyed. Scary. So I'm glad you're reading my book, John. Killing the Legends, doing great. Hanging tough among all competition. So great Christmas gift. And if you uh, want a three-pack, we'll give you a bundle. Killing the Mob. Uh, killing uh, Killers. That's the secret war on terrorism. And Killing the Legends. Three books for the price of two. This is a fantastic savings. So full price is 90 bucks. You get it for $54. You know, you get three books. You can keep them. You can give them away as gifts, but not going to get a better deal than that. Uh, uh, next week, we'll get, unveil the Christmas store stuff. We get some pretty interesting stuff. We get the prices way down. And, and we'll save you a lot of money if you go to our Christmas store. Word of the day, do not be a cautel. C-A-U-T-E-L. Very obscure word, but it's a good one. C-A-U-T-E-L. Back with the final thought in a moment. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you, and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, here's a final thought of the day every morning. I write a message of the day on BillOReilly.com. It's free. You don't have to be a premium member. You don't have to be a concierge member. You don't have to juggle. You don't have to answer a trick question. You just go to BillOReilly.com and boom! There it is. I'm going to read you my message of the day uh, now in the final thought. Benjamin Franklin would be sad if he were around today. Divided nation, increasingly dependent population, disrespect for order and established law, apathy, rampant addiction to substance and devices, incredible self-centricity among the folks. Franklin understood freedom is eroded by all of those things. The USA had a chance to self-correct 
on Election Day, but declined. Florida and some other states did reject the madness. But places like Arizona and Virginia dug deeper into it. Yes, incredibly inept, Joe Biden is now checked by Congress, but just barely. The repudiation of him should have been epic, as the kids say. It wasn't. Millions of Americans voted for economic weakness, violent crime, immigration immigration chaos, and woke terror. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez received more than 70% of the vote in her crime-ridden, dangerous district. There is no point in disparaging Americans who reject what has built this country into a colossus. They are entitled to believe what they want to believe. But it's sad. And Dr. Franklin, I'm sure, would attest to that. Sometimes democracy hurts. It's true. So all we can do is be loyal Americans. The vote was a vote wasn't dishonest. None of that surfaced. Democracy is not imperiled. Democracy was not on the ballot. Okay, problem solving was on the ballot. And people in Pennsylvania said, ah, we don't really want to solve problems. People in New York State, nah, we don't want to solve them. Washington State, nah. Michigan, nope. People in Texas said, yeah, we like to solve problems. Florida, yeah. North Carolina, like to solve them. So we're going to get people in there, give them a chance, because we know that the Democratic Party isn't going to solve any problems. And that brings me to the last point I want to make and the final thought. Things will get worse under Joe Biden. No matter what he says later on, the man can't run the country. They're going to get worse. I don't know how specifically. I'm not rooting for them to get worse. I don't want the economy to get worse. I don't want more inflation. That hurts you. It hurts me. I don't want it. But they will get worse. And then the people who voted for the Democratic Party are still not going to admit they're wrong. No matter how bad it gets, they're still not going to admit they're wrong. It's like Germany. Many people admitted they were wrong in 1938. You could see it. We just ran it this day in history. You could see it It was wrong. Any decent human being had to know it was wrong. Did they repudiate the Nazi party in 38? They did not. I'm not drawing a parallel between Democrats and Nazis. I'm just saying the human nature is such that some people will never admit reality. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 
2456000 These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.